Over the Wall podcast, episode four. Last episode, we broke down the NFC. Let's do the AFC this time. So same deal, division by division. We're going to do predictions. I'm going to give my top 16 quarterbacks. I'm going to give my AFC MVP, ultimately the AFC champ. First, I want to touch on a couple headlines that have been in the news lately. Um, Pretty interesting stuff going on, so let's get to it. So the Antonio Brown saga continues. Um, This is starting to become hilarious. So let's break down the timeline for you. Last year, week 17, he suspended for the game against the Bengals because he throws a football at Ben Roethlisberger. Suspended. Then, a couple months later, he forces a trade out of Pittsburgh. Unprecedented, never seen in the NFL before, more of an NBA move. But he does it, gets traded to Oakland. Then, start a training camp, he's not there, he can't practice because he burnt his feet in a cryotherapy chamber because he didn't wear the right socks. Hilarious. Then, feet are starting to heal up, he can't practice because he has a helmet issue. The NFL won't let him wear his helmet because it's too old. It has to be from 2011 on. So he files a grievance against the NFL for the helmet, acts like a child, and doesn't show up, doesn't practice. That becomes a big story. So he finds a helmet. The next thing that happens is he posts on Instagram a letter from Mike Mayock, the GM of the Oakland Raiders, saying how much he was fined for missing practice, missing a walkthrough, and goes on a little rant about it. Doesn't really make too much sense. I really can't even get into it. So he does that. I think the next day, he posts a picture of this new endorsement deal he has with this helmet company, basically saying he deked the Oakland Raiders, that he never really had an issue with the helmet. He just wanted to make money off this deal. So next day, practice. Him and Mike Mayock get into it. He approaches Mike Mayock, tells him how he was unhappy about the fines levied upon him. They get into a shouting match. He has to be restrained. Apparently, he called him a cracker or something like that. He punts the football, says, find me now. So the latest today is he's going to play, which is absolutely hilarious after all that's (laughs) that's happened. So he apparently goes to a team meeting, has an emotional apology. I just saw him on TV. He apologizes to the media. Um... My thoughts on this are, when you look at a successful organization in the NFL, who do you think of, right? You think of the New England Patriots. Do you think that Bill Belichick and that organization would put up with some nonsense like this? Absolutely not. This, this is becoming a joke. It's making Gruden, it's making Mayock, it's making the Raiders organization look silly. This is ridiculous. I mean... You are essentially telling your team, hey, I tell you what, if you get paid, if you produce, you can act the ass all you want because this guy can. Okay, John Gruden's got a 10-year contract. So let's say one of these rookies they drafted, uh, Josh Jacobs, for instance, first-round running back. He pops. He's a baller. You pay him about three years from now. He's got a big contract. Josh Jacobs now realizes... I'm untouchable. I can do whatever I want in this organization because I see Antonio Brown do just about everything and he's still playing. Okay? That's the precedent you have set as an organization. That's where you went wrong. We talk about, you know, player empowerment. The thing is, they think Antonio Brown thinks this is NBA free agency, right? In the summer, he gets traded, so he thinks he can do whatever he wants, right? When you look at the NBA, 
LeBron James and these guys, Kevin Durant, they can do just about everything. And I'm going to give you an example. LeBron James in Cleveland could have done anything, but they can't get rid of, can't get rid of him. He, they are beholden to LeBron James because what are they without LeBron James? Absolute garbage. Okay? Because in the NBA, one player can make that much of a difference. There's only seven to eight meaningful guys on a team. So one guy can make a huge difference. That's not the case in the NFL. The only person that can make that big of a difference is the quarterback. You go look at the Vegas lines, right? From a player like, let's say, Antonio Brown is out of the game. So he's out. What the, what, how much does the line move in Vegas? Probably a point, maybe, compared to, like, let's say, Brady. Let's say Breeze Rogers are out. That's about a 7 to 10-point swing. That's huge, okay? So, yes, Antonio Brown's great. But he's not making that much of a difference as far as your win-loss total. If you're the Raiders, you're not going to win the Super Bowl, okay? So you're win, what, five games instead of six if he's gone? You have to set the precedent. You have to take control of your organization. And today, you just lost it, okay? This guy's not going to change. Sure, he's going to shoot you some BS at a team meeting. He's going to be apologetic. And you know why? Because... Albert Breer came out on Twitter yesterday and said that if they could, they could have cut him for con- conduct detrimental to the team, and he could have lost all his guaranteed money. So let me tell you something. When you got $30 million on the line, yeah, you're going to be apologetic. You can do whatever it takes to get that $30 million back, and that's what he did. Okay? This guy is not going to change. He is not a 24- or 25-year-old rookie or second-year player. He's 31 years old. This dude is not going to change. He has issues with authority, always has. Nothing is going to change. And today, the precedent was set. Okay? Guys in that organization realize, I'm, I'm, I can do whatever I want. If I'm a big dog, if I get paid, the, the rules don't apply to me. Okay? And that just made the Oakland Raiders look silly. So the opener last night, Green Bay at Chicago. My big takeaway from that was... Chicago's in big, big trouble. Mitch Trubisky cannot get you to the promised land. He, you are not going to the Super Bowl with Mitch Trubisky. This is a different game. This isn't, you know, I think it was 15 years ago, something like that, where Rex Grossman took Chicago to the Super Bowl. That's not happening anymore. Your quarterback has to play at a high level to get you there. Mitch Trubisky, if I was ranking quarterbacks, basically from 1 to 32, I mean, he's... I'd say in the bottom 10, and that's just being lenient. Now, that roster is stacked. Defensively, they are loaded. They really are, and they played well last night, and they have weapons offensively, but he's very, very limited, and, and that's with a guy like Matt Nagy, who is a great play caller, an Andy Reid disciple. Okay? That's showing you how much limitation Trubisky has, even when you have a great play caller. So that was the takeaway I had. Rodgers... LaFleur, the Green Bay offense, it looks shaky. I think they'll be fine. I look at it like with baseball. Offense is always kind of the last thing to come. The defense will have an edge because offense is it's basically choreography, and they haven't played this preseason. That's a big trend now is you, you're not going to play your stars, especially your quarterback in the preseason and risk injury. They're going to be a little sloppy at first. I kind of expect them to get back on track, even though if you watch the game, 
the one thing that kind of irks me about Aaron Rodgers is his mechanics are so god awful. It's terrible. He's throwing off his back foot. It's just it's it's bad. He can get away with it, but I tell you this: there's only a couple more years he can get away with it. Because when he gets to that point where he's 37, 38, he's not going to be able to get away with it. How long? How much longer can you prolong your career with that style of play? Is going to be interesting with me. But I do think they'll be fine offensively. And the last takeaway from that game is I think it could be a really good year for Green Bay, and I predicted them to win that division. And it's not because of Rodgers, and it's not because of the floor. It's because of that defense. That defense was amazing last night. They got dudes. They have drafted well. They got Preston Smith, a free agent last year. He is a stud. Okay, so now Rodgers finally has a defense. That offense is going to put up some points. Green Bay is going to be very, very dangerous. So let's start our division talk. Let's start off in the AFC East. Look, do you even have to say it? New England is going to win that division again, okay? And I'm not going to be one of these people who keep doubting Brady, keep doubting Belichick, because you see it all the time on these shows where everybody is continuously doubting him. When is it going to end? It's going to end this year. I'm telling you, Brady's going to fall off a cliff. Look, Brady at 42, is he going to be an elite level back when he was in his prime? No, probably not, okay? But he's going to be fine. Belichick is the greatest coach in team sports history, in my opinion. Their roster is still pretty solid. Now, they had a big injury with David Andrews, their center out. That's huge. But they get Isaiah Wynn back, their first rounder from last year who missed all last season. Now, he's back in the fold, which is going to help. They've had injuries on the perimeter, but they get Josh Gordon back. I think they're going to struggle in September, just like they always do. Just like they always do. I actually think they'll lose to Pittsburgh Sunday night, but this is what they do every year. They're testing things out in September. Post-Thanksgiving, they'll get back on track, and they'll be right there, a 12-4, and 13-3 type team. They'll have home field advantage. Do not doubt Belichick. Do not doubt Brady. Then I have the Jets coming in second. I love Darnold year two. I think Darnold's going to be a stud, especially with Adam Gase, who, in my opinion, is a super underrated coach. I really liked what he did in Miami. He took him to the playoffs. I think he had Matt Moore at quarterback. He won a lot of games with Tannehill standing upright, but Tannehill was very injury prone, and that kind of led to their demise. I think they've, they've made upgrades defensively. Uh, I love Jamal Adams. I love Leonard Williams. They got C.J. Mosley. Le'Veon Bell's going to be interesting. Okay, because as a running back, he was very used to that style of running, and so was their offensive line in Pittsburgh. I'm curious to see how that works in, in New York, how he fits into the offense. I, th- I think he'll do well. How well it is to be seen. So I have them coming out second. Third team in that division is going to be Buffalo. Buffalo is just it's, it's a blah team to me. They're, they're okay in all levels. Their average... Not great at coaching. McDermott's fine. The big issue with me is Josh Allen. I don't think he's very good. And the reason I don't think he's very good is accuracy. When you look at the league now, it's not about size. It's not about speed. It's about accuracy. It's about precision. It's, I, don't, I don't give a shit if you can throw the ball you know, 100 yards. It doesn't matter. Can you put the ball where it needs to be in these tight windows? He's not that guy. Unless he improves, that's the organization right there. 
it's counting on Josh Allen to be that guy, and I just don't think he's that guy. Then I have the Dolphins coming in fourth. I mean, I, I think they're, they're tanking, so to speak, or, or not trying to win because of all the moves they've made, and I'm okay with that. If you realize there is a ceiling to your season that you are not going to go certain places, why not? If Houston Texans are going to give you multiple first-rounders for Laramie Tunzel, you take it. You go with it. Now, I think they have an issue at the quarterback position with Fitzpatrick and Rosen. That's going to be very interesting. Fitzpatrick is going to give you, what, two, maybe three good games all year. Josh Rosen, who I absolutely can't stand, who I thought was overrated coming out of college because he didn't win squat at UCLA. He was a six-win quarterback. A big thing with him is how well will he relate to his teammates. I mean, the guy is just an absolute prick. That's going to be interesting to see what happens with that quarterback situation. You know, when do they play him? Because they're going to have to play him to see what they have. So, interesting stuff going to happen in Miami. But I got them winning probably like three games. They'll be battling uh, another team I have coming up for the number one spot. AFC South, I got the Houston Texans winning this division. If the Andrew Luck retirement didn't happen, I might have had the Colts right there. But that definitely throws a wrench in it. I like Houston a lot because of Deshaun Watson. I like him with Bill O'Brien, who I think is a really good offensive mind. They've done a good job to improve their O-line with bringing in Laramie Tunzel. Now, I knew they gave up a lot for him, but they see their window of opportunity right here, and they're going to take it, and I applaud that. I like their weapons with DeAndre Hopkins, who I think could be the best receiver in the league. They lose Lamar Miller by injury. I don't think it's a big hit because I don't think he's that great of a back. They replace him with Duke Johnson, who they got from Cleveland. They also made a trade for Carlos Hyde in Kansas City. So they'll be fine in that spot. You also got a guy like a Will Fuller, who's a promising young receiver. So offensively, they're going to be rock solid. And a lot of it, in my opinion, or the success of their team is going to depend on how well of a season Deshaun Watson has. Defensively, a big question for me is J.J. Watt. Can he stay healthy because he's always been pretty injury riddled? If he stays healthy... I want to see if he can continue to put up the numbers he's always put up. Um, they've just traded away Clowney, so it's J.J. Watt's show. He has to go out and show out. Other guys defensively I like. I don't think they're as great as they used to be, but they'll be good enough. So I see the Houston Texans as like an 11-12 win team, possibly getting a bye in the playoffs. I didn't have Tennessee Titans. I really like Mike Vrabel as a head coach, but I don't like Marcus Mariota as a quarterback. I think he's an ineffective communicator. He's silent. And as a quarterback, the one thing you need is to be effective communicator. Okay? You can't be silent, and that's what he is. And I think he's very limited. Um, you know, people keep hoping to see something from him, but it, I've seen enough. They're a 7-8 to eight win team because he's a 7-8 to eight win quarterback. That's what he is. Um, the rest of the roster is solid. I'll give him that. But once again, it's going to depend on the quarterback, and I'm not a fan. Colts, the luck retirement definitely hurts. And they just gave a new contract to Brissett. I think they jumped the gun a little bit on that, but apparently they're high on him. Now, the roster is pretty solid. GM Chris Ballard has done a great job of building that roster, building that old line. I think everything was set up for Andrew Luck to succeed. Um, So I don't think they're going to completely plummet, but... They're not going to win 10-11 games, in my opinion, after losing Andrew Luck. You can't lose a quarterback of that caliber and just think you can replace him 
and you're going to be a playoff team. I don't think it's going to happen. I see them as a six to seven win team. I actually think they might go to LA this weekend and win. They're going to be really emotional, uh, us against the world mentality. So I think I could see them winning that game, but ultimately I, I think there's a ceiling on their season. I got them as a six and ten team. And finally, Jacksonville, who I think is an absolute disaster. Um, I just see them as a one-hit wonder. That's what they were a couple years ago. They were great defensively. Offensively, they were garbage with Bortles. You see, I am just not a Nick Foles fan. I know he had success in the playoffs, but let's see him do it a whole season. Let's see him be the guy. I don't think he's that guy. I think he's solid. I, don't, I just don't think he's a star. Um, the Jalen Ramsey, it, which has actually been quiet lately, but it started out starting training camp very loud. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to have a very good year. Um, like I said, I think Foles is somewhat limited. I don't think that defense is as good as maybe it used to be about two years ago. So I got them as probably a, a six-win team right there with Indianapolis. AFC North. I would like to go Cleveland here because I'm rooting for them. I think it's a great story. But I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. More of a sure thing. They've got the noise out of the building. AB gone. Le'Veon gone. Big Ben's already said that he's not doing his Monday presser in Pittsburgh where he basically talks shit on the team. Um, I think it's going to be a renewed team with renewed energy. I think that Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington are going to step up. James Conner will be fine. I like them in all facets. Um, once again, I'm not going to go Cleveland here because I think Cleveland could be really good. But I have more of a sure thing with Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger. And then obviously second, I'm going to go Cleveland. I do think Cleveland makes the playoffs like a 9-7 and seven or even a 10-6. and six. I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. I think he's extremely accurate, which I think is huge in the NFL. I love their roster. Can OBJ stay healthy? I know he's got a hip pointer right now. It's kind of bothering him. Jarvis Landry, stud. They'll get Kareem Hunt week eight. I love Nick Chubb. He's going to have a big year. Defensively, they have dudes out there. They've been drafting well. They have, a, a, I'd say, a tough start to their season um, schedule-wise. But if they can weather the storm, I think they'll be fine. Here's the issue with them is Freddie Kitchens. First-year head coach, he's only really been an interim OC for a couple weeks. Now, he had success, but that's your question mark there, okay? Because if you're going to win in the AFC, can you go against Mike Tomlin, Super Bowl winning coach? Can you go against Belichick, greatest coach of all time? Do you trust Freddie Kitchens, who has never been a head coach, who's barely even been a coordinator, to go out there and compete against these guys? That is my biggest question mark with Cleveland, but... I see them as a 9-7, 10-win team, possibly. I didn't have the Ravens. I am not high on the Ravens at all because I think their offense is very gimmicky. I'm not a Lamar Jackson guy. Sure, he's dynamic, but he didn't get hurt last year. Let's see how that works this year. I don't believe he's a great thrower of the football. They're going to try some college-style offense to use his legs. He's not a thick guy. Does he stay on his feet? Um, they've lost guys on the defensive side of the ball. Suggs gone, a couple other guys gone. They lost C.J. Mosley, Eric Weddle. I think the juice is kind of coming off of that team. I know people have high hopes for Lamar Jackson, but I don't. And then finally, Cincinnati. Kind of like I said about Buffalo, they're just blah. Like, what is there with Cincinnati? Andy Dalton's still the quarterback, really? I mean, it's time, it's time for that to end. 
Zach Taylor, new head coach, uh, Sean McVay disciple. You know, tough spot for him because I don't love his quarterback. It'll be interesting to see how well he does as a coach, but there's a ceiling right there. I mean, I think that's a – I personally think they'll be drafting number one overall in the draft and, and probably end up taking two a tongue of Iloa. Finally, AFC West, I got KC winning this division, and it's not necessarily because of Mahomes, even though I think he's going to be an all-timer. It's because of Andy Reid. Andy Reid's an all-time coach. He's very underappreciated because he's never won the big one. He's never won a Super Bowl. He's lost some big games, sure. But is it his fault last year that D. Ford lined up off sides against New England? They would have won that game, would have went to the Super Bowl, and could have won it. So some things get out of your control, but he always has his team's position to win, and that's what I love about him. They lose Kareem Hunt, but Damian Williams, LaShawn McCoy, they should be fine at running back. At receiver, Tariq Hill's back. Um, so they have weapons out there. The, defensively was kind of their issue last year. They weren't great, but they add Frank Clark. They lose D4, but they add Frank Clark, which I think will be an addition. Um, Tyron Matthew comes aboard. So I think they'll be better defensively, which will be key. So I got KC winning that division. Coming out second, I got the Chargers. I've never been high on the Chargers. I've never been a fan. I think Anthony Lynn's an okay coach, not great. I don't think they're a step-up organization. They just don't step up in big games. I think Phillip Rivers is one of the most overhyped quarterbacks of all time. He's never gotten to a Super Bowl. He doesn't win big games. They very rarely win a division. So I'm just not a fan of his. I think Derwin James being out on defense is huge because I think he's, he's really, really good. Um, I don't think the Melvin Gordon situation is going to be a big deal. I think he'll come back into the fold midseason. But I, I don't think he's that great, and I think he can be replaced. So I got them winning probably 9, 10 games. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs, but once again, they'll be out early. Um, so I got them coming out second. Third, I was going to go with Oakland, but with all the noise going on, I'm going to go Denver. Denver, probably a 5-6 win team. Um, I like their coach, Vic Fangio, a good defensive-minded guy. So you know their defense is going to be solid. They got Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, great pass rushers. But their offense is going to be abysmal. Uh, Joe Flacco at quarterback, enough said. So there's a ceiling there. I got them as a 5-6 win team. Then I have Oakland. Um, just, just all the noise going on. I just can't see how this organization can be successful this season. Um, Derek Carr, not a fan. He's okay. You know, I got him as a, probably like a mid-level type quarterback. N- nothing great. I want, I'm curious to see how well Antonio Brown's going to play. Um, it's going to be very interesting to me because I think a lot of his success was Big Ben being able to throw the ball deep. Can Derek, Gar- Derek Carr get him the ball? That'll be interesting. So I got them coming out fourth. Top 16 quarterbacks in the AFC. Let's start off at 16 with Joe Flacco in Denver. Uh, never been a big fan, not very good, and he has a defensive-minded head coach in Vic Fangio who can't elevate him. You then have a duo in Miami in Fitzpatrick and Rosen. Fitzpatrick's a a backup quarterback at best. He'll give you two good games. That's about it. Josh Rosen, I'm not a fan of just because of the personality issues. How well can the teammates relate to him? Um, So I think they have a ceiling there. So I have him at 15. At 14, Andy Dalton. We've seen that song and dance before with Andy Dalton. Not very good unless a guy like Zach Taylor can bring some new enthusiasm in there and elevate him, but don't count on it. At 13, I have Jacoby Brissett. Um, 
I've seen him play before. I wasn't a big fan, but I know people in the Colts organization are high on him. They gave him that new contract. So it's kind of a wait-and-see deal with him. At 12, I have Mariota. Like we talked about before, not a very effective communicator, which I think you have to be as a quarterback. Um, so same thing. We've seen Mariota before. He's a 7-8 win quarterback at best. At 11, I have Lamar Jackson. No, I think he has a high ceiling. I think he can improve. I just don't think he'll ever be a great thrower of the football. I think he'll be fragile because he's not a very big guy and he runs pretty often. So health will be an issue. I then have Josh Allen at 10. Once again, like we talked about before, I'm a big accuracy guy. Why is Drew Brees great? Drew Brees isn't 6'6". Drew Brees is 5'11", 6 foot. He is accurate. Baker Mayfield is accurate. This guy is not very accurate, and I don't care how, how far you could throw the football. I care where you put the football. At nine, I have Foles. Yes, Foles has won a Super Bowl. He's played well in the playoffs, but can he do it for 16 games? I think he's a good quarterback. Um, I don't think he's what everybody thinks he is, and now he's with a crappy organization in Jacksonville, not with Philadelphia anymore, a really good organization, so we'll see how that goes. Um, at eight, I have Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr had a really good year, was a possible MVP candidate a couple of years back, but for the past two years, he's struggled ever since he broke his leg. So I'm, I'm curious to see how, how much can John Gruden elevate him? Can Antonio Brown help him out? So we'll see. At seven, I have Sam Darnold, and I think he can be higher this year. I'm a big Sam Darnold guy. I think now he has an offensive-minded coach in Adam Gase who can elevate him. So I want to see how that works, and I think Le'Veon Bell in the running game is going to help tremendously. At six, I have Baker. Love Baker. Accurate thrower of the football. He's got the weapons around him, and what I love about him is his leadership and relatability. I think he's going to get everybody on track. I think he's going to have a great year, and I think – if they win that division, you're talking about an MVP candidate right there. At five, I have Deshaun Watson. Really like Deshaun Watson. The key is his health. Can the O-line keep him upright? Last year, he had a lot of injuries he had to battle through. The year before, he tore his ACL. Can he stay healthy? If he does, he's going to have a really, really good year. At four, I have Rivers. Old veteran, once again, but I'm not a fan of his. But that doesn't mean I don't think he's a good quarterback. I do think he's a good quarterback. Can he continue to improve? He's getting up in age. So I have Rivers at four. At three, I have Big Ben. I think this is going to be Big Ben's comeback year. I think he'll be all in, refocused with Antonio Brown out the building. And I think he has something to prove, which is dangerous. At two, I have Brady. And I have Brady there by default. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. It's a year-to-year thing with Brady now. At 42, how good can he still be? That's the question. I think Belichick, having him by his side is going to help him. So I'm very curious to see what type of year he's going to have. I don't think he's an MVP type candidate. I have him at two just because, you know, I'm a big Brady fan. So Brady at two and number one, Mahomes. I mean, come on. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. He's a stud. And most importantly with Mahomes, if Mahomes was in Buffalo, if Mahomes was in Denver, would he still be that guy? No, he probably wouldn't, but he's got Andy Reid, man. Andy Reid is the straw, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. He is an absolute stud as a coach, great offensive mind, and I think they're going to have another great year. So Patrick Mahomes, number one. So AFC MVP, I have two guys going for that spot, maybe three, but 
I got Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, I think, will battle that out. Um, to be different, I'm going to say Deshaun Watson, just because I think if he's healthy, they're going to win that division. They're going to win a lot of football games, and, and he's going to put up some good numbers. If he stays healthy, which has been an issue, I like him a lot. I think Mahomes will have a great year. Now, will he put up the same statistics as last year? Uh, that's going to be very, very tough. And if he doesn't, people are going to look at it as a down year. That's the bad thing when you have a year like he had last year, is that there's a lot to, to build upon. It's tough. And at, I would say Baker Mayfield, for me, could be in the conversation if they have a good year, because I love Baker. Um, but once again, I, they're kind of a mystery. Freddie Kitchen's in there, new head coach. I'm not too sure. But if I had to go with it, and just to be different, I would say Deshaun Watson is going to win your MVP. And then, look, I'm not going to be different here. I'm going to stick with the trend. I got New England going to the Super Bowl. Don't do it. Don't deny. Don't second-guess Belichick, Brady. You can't do it. I trust them to win. I still think their roster is really good. I think Brady can still play at a level to get them to the Super Bowl. So I got New England winning it.